Howdy, y'all, and welcome to the Ears Podcast, produced by Terrier TV. I am Alligator Rob. I want to give a quick thank you out to Edna Wilson with Celebrate Remax Aerospace for sponsoring our program. Edna and her team would love to help you with your home buying or selling needs. You can find her over at ednawilson.com. Bill, Cindy, how's it going, guys? Hey, it's good. What's new and exciting? End of school. It, that's next week? Are you counting now, are your are, are your children excited? <laughs> My child. Your child? Is she excited? Um, I'm not sure because I told her she has to come volunteer at work with me all summer and I don't oh. think she's excited anymore. Oh, okay. She's got a volunteer? Uh, yes. Okay. She needs bright futures. That's true. And I need help. <laughs> there you go. There you go. What, what kind of things would she be doing? Uh, anything. Like she's <laughs> filing stuff? Or? Yes. Okay. okay. Data and yes, all Data of it. Data entry? All of it. <laughs> Good luck, She's Manny. thrilled. She's real happy. <laughs> she has a secret script for a secret show she's doing. It's a secret though, so we can't talk about it, but it's yeah. a secret script. Don't talk secret about it. Secret script. The secret I, script was left on the table. I will make sure that you, you get a copy of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, that was way too funny. No. So anyway, yes. summer's coming. Yes, tell us, a, only got tell us about week. this. So yeah, I'm going to Alaska this summer. What part of Alaska? Uh, flying into Fairbanks and going down to Anchorage, all the way down to uh, Seward, doing a... Um, a train from Anchorage to Seward and then doing um, um, some kind of boat ride out to a glacier or in some island doing like dinner glacier on National island. Park or My something brothers like planned it all out. Okay. And I told them, I'll do whatever you want to do, man. You just pick it out. And, and uh, so, so I'm going with my two brothers and, uh, and uh, their wives and a couple of cousins of mine. That'll be, that'll be epic. So, Seward's really neat. Uh, with the glaciers, and if you can go fishing while you're there, the halibut and the salmon will blow your mind. I mean, See, it's really a lot of fun. I you hate, don't even have to be a fishing fan to enjoy it. I hate to tell you, I'm not. And, and, and I am also, I will tell you this, everybody that I've known who's at, who are avid fishermen love it. They take me out. I am fishing death. You will never catch a thing. <laughs> you will never catch a thing. My, my cousin who was always, every time he took me, we never got a thing. Interesting. So I don't know what it is. It does happen sometimes. Did you bring a camera or a banana with you? No. Because ban- bananas on bananas? boats are a bad idea. What? Bananas on boats are a bad idea. You didn't know bananas on a boat's bad luck? Store that. I did not know that. Did you know what? that one? Never heard of that. Oh, it's a legit thing. Yeah, bananas on a boat are bad sometimes luck. Sometimes I can't tell if you're making something up on the no, spot just to mess with me. There's or... plenty of boats that are named no bananas for that reason. Really? No bananas? Yeah, so, honest to goodness. Now, wait a minute. Yeah. Then how do they get bananas from South America up here? Those ones they got to put them on boats, super, super unlucky boat. So banana boats, no. a lot of bad <laughs> things happen to them? Oh, my garage. They're slippery. No, You're they're killing slippery. me. <laughs> they're slippery. <laughs> they're super slippery. No, honest to goodness, it is, it's known to be bad luck on a fishing vessel to have a banana on board, which you think okay. would be the perfect fruit to bring with you somewhere because it's kind of encapsulated. Right, self-contained, got but its own wrapper. I'm telling you, I've made a mistake before early on. And, yeah, uh-huh. and you people, brought a banana on and you were shunned? They'll nearly throw you and the banana both off, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can I you, do a Jonah thing with you? Just <laughs> off yeah. you go? Yep. Yeah, it'd be, an, be an adventure, I guess. No, so uh, I did spend some time in Anchorage and in a little town called Palmer outside of Anchorage. Okay. And then in Seward. Um, you'll, it'll be, it's really neat because they launched the boats literally from the shore. Um, there's, there's no boat ramp. They just take it down there in a tractor and put it right in the water because it just drops off so fast. Oh, okay. But there's volcanoes all around through there and stuff. It's, it's really neat. Oh, wow. It'll okay. blow your mind. Okay. Pretty cool adventure. You're I'm looking have forward fun. to it. We're doing uh, 
an airplane flight at Mount Denali, three and a half hour airplane going to the summit. Wow. 18,000 feet. And it's not a pressurized airplane. So you're going to bring oxygen tank? You got to be on oxygen for half an hour. What? Yeah. It's like, this is crazy. Okay. That's, so, uh, that's pretty Again, nuts. that's just something my brother came up with. I'm like, are you sure? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. Well, that sounds like an adventure, Bill. I'm looking does, forward to seeing the pictures from that. Me too. Yeah, that'll be uh, the first podcast back. You'll have a lot of stories. Oh, yeah. We'll have a lot of Alaska stories. Yeah, it's pretty epic, buddy. Yep. All right. You guys ready to chat with our guest today? And, and Maddie will have a lot of filing stories. <laughs> a lot of filing stories. Maddie can tell us all about filing. Well, she knows some. You know, she knows somebody else has a nonprofit too, and she wants to get outside and get away from the filing stuff. We'll kidnap her. She I think she would critters. much rather volunteer for your nonprofit. She knows a guy. I took her the <laughs> other day to register for Eastern Florida for her dual enrollment classes, and they were asking her, you know, do you know maybe what major you might want to go for? And I think the only thing that she does know is she absolutely one hundred percent does not want to do what I do. <laughs> That's good. Every time I ask her, do you think you might want? No, absolutely not. That's starting not. point. Yeah. It's a mm-hmm. starting point. At, le- at, least you, at least you know that. There yep. you go. Yep. It's a starting point. So you guys ready to jump into this? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So today on the podcast, we are joined by Justin Grizzle of Gold Tone. How's it going? Going great. So um, tell us a little bit about Gold Tone. Uh, you guys are kind of a cornerstone business. Uh, really, you, you guys are part of the community here in Titusville, have been here for a long time. I still remember when the, the shop used to be on out on US1. Oh yeah, out there where yeah. You know, across the street from where Shallows is at now, and yep. you guys now are out, out here off of Hopkins, have a real big place back here, and there are so many details. And uh, like I was telling you before we started this, I always thought about Gold Tone as being a music, uh, you know, a, a place where different instruments were being made, but I had no idea the reach that the company has and all the things you guys do. There's a, there's a lot going on. Yeah, we we um, we have distribution in Europe and Canada. We have six different companies within our company. So we um, we distribute um, uh, Jose Ramirez classical guitars, which is like the most world famous classical guitar. Um, we do a, a real drum skin head, which is a, a real calf skin drum head, which is very unique in the industry. Um, we have an acoustic guitar line. We have the gold tone banjo line, and we have um, an array of accessories. So and th- those are all separate companies outside of Gold Tone. Well, Gold Tone's one of them, but uh, we, yeah, we do a lot. So tell us a little bit about you. How did you get started in the musical world, and how did you end up with Gold Tone? So I got lucky. I married into it. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I have a construction background, but I ended up um, meeting my wife in Los Angeles when we were living out there. And she said, do you want to go to a NAM show? And I said, I don't, I don't know what NAM is. And do, <laughs> like, you, do you know what NAM is? No. Yeah, like, it's like, Vietnam? What, like what? What? if you talk to musicians, they all know what NAM is. You're like, oh, you went to NAM? It's like, yeah. So she's like, you want to go to NAM? I'm like, I don't know what that is, but it sounds cool. I'll go with you. You know? <laughs> yeah. So um, it's National Association of Music Merchants. Okay. And so Gold Tone is a vendor and all the dealer network from all over the U.S. And this is an international show, actually. This was in, in um, Anaheim, California. Happens every January. Um, so you, you get all the whole world comes to this, sh- this trade show. So we go out there and her parents have a booth about this. size, probably 10 by 20 or something like that set up with banjos all on the wall. And I'm just thinking like, 
this is scary. I did not know your family was into <laughs> this. Okay. Thinking a little deliverance stuff yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we having all right these Right about that point, you start questioning every decision. Yeah. I'm sure that I want to do this for the weekend. Yeah. But the trade show is incredible. Um, it's three stories in the Anaheim Convention Center, and it's everything from drums to tippanies to horns, brass, woodwinds, stringed instruments. So um, fast forward a little bit, her and I ended up starting a relationship and, and getting married. And when we um, decided to have children, we knew that we wanted to leave California and be back here with our family. So um, at that time, uh, I had spoke with Wayne and Robin and they wanted to wanted me to consider a job at Goldtown. So I, um, at the time I had a contracting business. And so I, it was a big jump for me, especially not really being a musician. You know, I picked up the guitar and played it a little bit and was into and loved music, but never saw myself in the music industry in any in any way so um we we made the move came back here we've been here uh this will be nine years in august and i, I started day one started in the shop filing frets and working on instruments and i've kind of just worked my way through every sector of the business that so uh, we've talked about this quite a bit on here on the podcast it's uh the people who are really top in at their job have usually, for the most part, even if they didn't come from that background, have worked every piece of it. And that gives you such a, a greater understanding when you finally get to where you're at. Is there anything you brought over from the construction world that uh, has helped you in this in this job? Is it things sure. that really carried over? Yeah, I mean, little things like siting lumber, you know, being able to actually site a piece of wood. And when you're looking down a neck of something, you really need to know if that neck's straight, you know, being able to, to use fine motor skills and small. So I, I did every trade, everything from drywall to plumbing, electrical framing. So um, just being able to use tools and know tools. And, and also I have a good understanding of the physics of the way things work, I think just from a logical background of construction. So um, musical instruments are very, you know, there's a lot of physics into how string vibration and rotation and soundboard frequencies, it, it all kind of comes natural to me. So yeah, I think it was a huge, part of my background helps where I'm at now. That's really neat. It's just to think oh, yeah. about the, de the details involved in all that stuff. And, you know, I I've found myself in your store just admiring instruments and going, wow, like the, the intricate details that go together to put in each, each, like every little screw and every little string and the directions they go and how they're pulled tight and what's holding them. There's yeah. so much to it. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, you know, it, it, banjos in particular. So guitars are, you know, primarily wood and there's a lot of, it's all, in terms of cost, in terms of material list, it's a lot less parts and materials. You know, it's, if you think about a guitar, you have a, a wood top, wood back and sides, wood neck. You know, when you think about a banjo, you have, you know, basically a drum rim with all the metal hooks around it. You've got the metal uh, tension hoop on it. You've got, uh, it's just, there's so much more involved in a banjo in particular. I say that because we do primarily banjos at the shop. So you guys make a lot of instruments there at the, at the place. You guys make and sell instruments and transport them around the world. You also have musicians that are you guys sponsor. Uh, break us through a little bit of the things you guys do. And, you, and How many different instruments do you guys make? So we are an offshore company. We do manufacture overseas. We have seven factories that we, that we work with. Wow. Yeah, I two, never knew that. Yeah, seven factories, two of which are dedicated to only Gold Tone. So our company, they, they only build for us. Um, we manufacture over 150 instruments. One cool fact about us, and a lot of people don't do this in our industry, we make almost everything in left-handed. So 
Okay, I saw that online. I was looking at that. You had guitars and different instruments that were available left-handed. There was literally something you had there on the website that struck a chord to me. I was like, struck a chord. That's kind of funny. But uh, <laughs> I, I noticed because I don't remember ever seeing that on a musical website ever. Yeah, so we highlight it. It's something yeah. that we do that a lot of people don't do. But, you know, what really sets us apart is that we, we manufacture over 150 instruments. Half of them are banjos, which is what we're known for. When you say gold tone, you think banjo, right? But we actually do what we call folk-turnative instruments. So we label them folk-turnative because they're, they're folk-style instruments, mandolins, guitars, banjos, but they're not actually played in that native style of play. So if you're a guitar player, for example, we make 25 instruments that you can pick up and play right now without learning any new chords or fingering, and, and you're going to get a different like tonal sound out of it. So you, we have like a mandatar, right? A mandatar is shaped like a mandolin, but you would play exactly like you would play a guitar. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not even sure what to do with that. <laughs> that is yeah, awesome. It just, that melts my mind a little bit. Well, it gives yeah. players, you know, we, we do a lot of business with players out of Nashville, a lot of studio guys, you know, and it gives players the ability. I always say that it's like Bob Ross expanding his color palette. <laughs> you know, it's like you have now all these other sounds and frequencies that you can work with and play with and just create with. So whenever you guys make something like that, uh, are these things that have historically existed or do you guys have musicians come in and go, okay, here's what I would like in order to do the, like the next thing I'm going to. Can we find a way to engineer something different? That's a great question. I have found it comes from every angle, every aspect that you can think of. You know, it's, it's customers calling in and saying, hey, what do you think about this six-string so-and-so? And you're like, that's a terrible idea. And then you go home and you think <laughs> about it, it, and you're like, man, maybe that would work. You know, or, you know, just in-house we're, we're – we're always changing string gauges on stuff and, and trying different head sizes and all these different like dynamics of the instruments just to see what might be fun, you know? And, um, it, how often artists, does that turn into something pretty amazing? Not, not often, you know, you have yeah. way more failures than you do successes, yeah. but, um, every now and then you hit a home run there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We have a lot of, you got one that kind of rings out to you to say that the one I was just telling you about the little <laughs> yeah. mandolin guitar is so unique. It's ne now. So a lot of these instruments, we do a lot of, and this is another aspect of the company. We do a lot of replicas of vintage instruments that people may have stopped making. So some of the instruments, I would say 80% have been done before, but maybe are out of production or maybe weren't built well and didn't carry a good reputation. But if we're going to build something, we're going to build it for the player. Something that, you know, you can have the, the guy who's doing 200 shows a year you know, and he needs it to be reliable and durable. So we're going we're gonna to put a lot of engineering and effort into making it a quality playable instrument. But yeah, I'd say that little F6 guitar is cool because most people you'd say, man, I don't know how to play a mandolin because you've got all these strings and it's a difference tuned in fifths. So it's kind of crazy tuning. And you're like, well, you can just play your regular D chord on this one or your regular G chord and get, the, get that mandolin tone. It's interesting wow. to you that you're talking about uh, you're talking about it being a tool, you know what I mean? It's something beautiful and it works, but if it's somebody that's touring around the country and using this thing, they need it to be reliable and be able to work every single time. You know, I get that from my side of the world, whenever you're working with wildlife, you can't have something fail. Sure. If you have something fail, it's pretty much the end of you. The same way if you have something fail and you're on stage, you gotta have a way to be able to replace something really quick or keep it from happening in the first place. And that's yeah. a big part of what you guys do. Well, it's your livelihood. You know, if you're a musician on stage playing, most guys, a lot of, a lot of people are playing for fun, right? But if it's your livelihood, we want to make sure that it's something you can rely on. That's very neat. So you said yeah. your son worked for Gold Tone for a long time. Yeah, well, not a long time. Uh, he was, it was the year um, 
he graduated from high school and then uh, he was in a band he was in a band so he didn't and the lead singer in the band was still a senior in high school so he had to hang around Titusville for a year so he got a job I mean he was going to eastern Florida and he got a job working at Gold Tone and there's uh, been a lot of people that have worked there and a lot of people that have worked there for a long a long oh, time yeah yeah, yeah. Well, i was just asking if uh, chris pariso still worked there yeah, yeah. i think yeah. he's on 17 years now yeah because chris was there at the time and chris has a studio in his house yeah where he did it in the day i don't know about now and he recorded um an album for lee's band and uh and you know that's our our music yeah it's i know the couple of times i've walked in there to visit you guys it's neat to me just to stand back and watch everybody putting things together or working on things and testing them as they're working on them sure. and running through different chords. I just remember standing there just kind of in awe as someone who doesn't play an instrument kind of going, this is the coolest flipping thing ever. Oh, yeah. Like, and for a musician, up. it's a great place to be. I mean, you to, to be able to, to build an instrument and build a quality right. instrument, I mean, that's that's why people stay there 17 years yeah well it's, like you said if you're having fun and you're doing what you love it's never work right oh, exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly and and to be able to build something that you know is going to last sure yeah. and they get free strings for life well, there you go <laughs> <laughs> that, that works too so coming from your construction background and jumping into the music world what are you know since you've been there now what are the biggest things you've learned or things that you didn't expect would be uh would be maybe something that was a a really catastrophic that you've you know it's a well what's a, what's, what's a surprise what's a surprise catastrophic um, was not the word yeah kind of, whoa i'm like yeah, where been am i that bad yet. Yeah, okay good grief I'm where are we it. taking this yeah. interview um i would say managing so when i when i had um my company in california it was just me and i had another guy and then i had subcontractors so i was always working with a lot of people but they were running their own business you know and they treated it like that so we have 17 employees now so that's been really trying to manage and oh, un- have, an, have an understanding. Well, what's and that? Those are like seventeen musicians. Seventeen musicians. Oh my goodness! Right? Yeah. So okay. you know, managing that and understanding and and uh, you know, personalities. Count, it, personalities. Yeah, and really just trying to figure it out and and see how I be the best me and fit in and not be overbearing. You know, so Wayne, my father-in-law, him and Robin started the company. He's so laid back. And he's so mm-hmm. relaxed and uh, he's just, he's a special guy, you know, but he's, he's got a, a way of working with people that's different than what I would approach in a business of this size and, uh, you know, to each their own. But f- for me to kind of, um, I guess the biggest challenge was kind of learning to do that with kind of on my own, you know, how to manage people, how to manage a company of that size. And like you said, being in every aspect of it made a huge difference for me. I just had a, a very confident understanding of each position. Mm-hmm. Um, but the biggest challenge, I think, was doing it sort of all kind of on my own. It was a little bit like throwing you into the fire, you know? Right. And, and, and managing artists. And you managing know, artists. Artists are, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, they're great. There's a, there's a way you got to deal with them. Different personality type, yeah. you know, than coming oh, yeah. from a construction background where it's, you know, you're hard-nosed and this is kind of, right. you, you, you know your task, you know your job, this is what you do. Musicians are, are fun. Well, and you want them to be creative. Exactly. You want them to be creative. And so, yeah, you got to kind of nurture that. But, you know, you don't want them to stray too far off. Sure. And so that's, oh, that's got to be a line to walk. Every day. Yeah, <laughs> every day. 
it's fun. I'll tell you, the guys that are with us are some of the best people. You know, they're friends. And, mm. and that's one, one really great thing about Goldtone, too. And a lot of the world will never know that is the friendships that we have at Goldtone. We have, a, we have very little tur turnover. We have people who want to stay. And it's because it's a great environment. Not only are you doing what you love and playing music all the time, you're, you're around good people. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's where it's at. Yep. So cool. you brought catalogs with you. Yeah. You guys have a catalog that you that you run with it. So it's got all your instruments in it yep. and your accessories and everything you guys sell. Yep. And if people want to get one of these, where can we go find one? Is this something you guys you can go online and order? You can go online and download it. We don't sell them. We we hand them out. Um, typically, people will just download the PDF online. That's right. I forget. Nothing's done in paper anymore. Yeah. yeah. I always like looking at things in paper. We, I'm, we I'm do print them. Yeah. We drop them in in all of our sales. You know, so in in a box. If you buy something from us, we drop one in. These are all. They're such beautiful instruments. You know that are all so unique within themselves. It's uh, it blows my mind. It blo uh, it's uh, it's a to be a tool, it's such an interesting thing. It's uh, it's amazing to me. Oh yeah, it's amazing yeah. to me. All right, so you want to jump into some uh, trivia? Hold on, hold on. We got to oh, go back. Uh -oh. Sure. Yeah. Okay. You said something that interests me, and I want to know more about it. You mentioned that there are musicians that Goldtone oh, sponsors. Exactly. Tell me sure. about that. Uh, Mick Fleetwood, um, Bela Fleck. What? Um, do you know Bela Fleck? Yes. Wow, what? that's surprising. What's yeah. happening? What? Yeah, Bela Fleck. We actually do uh, we do two different models with him, signature models. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So um, him and his wife, Abigail Washburn, she's a famous banjo player as well. We do a lot of business with them. She's uh, anybody that you hear on country radio right now, I mean, if it's from Luke Combs to Kenny Chesney, they may not play the instrument, but they're side guys that may have two or three of our instruments. Wow. That's awesome. Ben Harper, Melissa Etheridge, Bruce Springsteen, Kid Rock. Uh, I mean, it, the list goes on and on. And right here from Titus. Right That's amazing. Titus. That's it's awesome. amazing. People don't know, we send out about a thousand instruments a month. That's amazing. A month. A month. Yeah. That's... A I don't even have words for that. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. You, so you actually brought... Uh, uh, a banjo with you? Yeah, I didn't know can, if you guys yeah, Can we it. check it out? Yeah, of course. Maybe play us a few chords? <laughs> Whoa, look so, at that thing. Check this out. Wow. One thing you'll notice is how heavy it is, right? Yeah, no joke. They say you can tell how good a banjo is by how heavy it is. Wow, that thing is beautiful. Yep. That's a work of art is what that is. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm afraid to scratch it. Yeah. yeah. That is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, so that joker that joker weighs a ton, right? It there. does. They're about thirteen pounds, <laughs> and uh, like I was saying, you know, you can see the difference between this and the guitar. It's look at all the hardware on it. Oh, and, it's beautiful. Yeah, and every what's what's really cool about it too is, and this has always fascinated me about it since I got into the business was, every function of each of these pieces, whether it be the hooks, this head, so it's it's, it's tuned to a particular tension, that angle of the tailpiece, they all play a factor in how the sound and the tone of this produces. So what makes Gold Tone unique in what we do, like I said, we do import, but we do, um, we do a full makeover on this thing when it comes in. So we pull, pull it completely apart and sort of just reset it up the way that we want it. So when the player gets it, it comes out and it's, it's ready to go. You want me to play something? Yeah, yes, please do. Yes, of yeah. course. Now I'm not a great banjo player, okay? So. We'll give it a shot. I bet you're better than us. Yes, I guarantee it. <laughs> well, you Just guys guessing. get to go next. 
<laughs> You'll regret that. Okay, so what are the things you're putting on your fingers? So this is a, there's a few different styles of um, banjo played music, but the style that I'm going to do is called uh, it's called bluegrass three finger style. Is that too loud? No. called three finger style that's more of like a bluegrass style of play. that's awesome yeah. best kind of podcast cool ever that's cool, <laughs> <Yeah>. that's cool. <laughs> you just hit a home run for the best podcast ever that, yeah, hands down no it's it's such a beautiful piece of a piece of art and everything you guys are turning out over there is so unique um, i mean just glance at the catalog there's so many beautiful pieces on there that are just i don't know there's so many sounds so many beautiful things oh, and yeah. Anything you can use to make music, you've already you've already hit a home run. You know, it's already a, it's already something amazing in the first place. So, yep. Well, I love the fact that you know Bela Fleck, and something really cool about Bela Fleck is that he took the banjo from being that traditional kind of bluegrass, really high drive style of music, and he turned it into jazz fusion and really kind of expanded the banjo world and what people thought about what the banjo could be. So he's a um, very amazing huge asset musician. to the banjo amazing. world. An amazing musician. Yeah, he's actually starting to tour again with the Flectones. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. Beginning of June. So they, these these artists often come in there and, and kind of pick exactly what they want and how they want it done? Kind of just uh, pick their pieces and parts? Sort of. So the way that Bela works, because he's, I mean, he's he's a god in the yeah. banjo world, you know, he's, <laughs> he's just, you know, he's, who he is. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, um, so he works, he, he kind of works in a way of like, Hey, I'm looking to get this tone. Here's, here's how I think I may want to achieve it. And then, so we start putting ideas together, you know, okay, well, what if we tried this? What if we tried that? And we do some really, he tells you what you're, he's looking for and you guys engineer it and we engineer it. Yep. <laughs> That's amazing to me. Yeah. That's cool. That's amazing to me. Yeah. I don't know. My mind's blown easy, but that's pretty crazy. <laughs> well, if you if you don't know who this guy is, Billy, definitely need Billy to check Strings. Him out. Yes. Do you know Billy Strings? I do not. So we're seeing a a, a big upturn in um, in bluegrass music right now, which is really cool for our business in, in particular, but also for music. I, I I'm not a fan of a lot of the music that is popular out there. Beans that we're musicians and we're in the music musician yeah. world and um, know what can be done in the musical right. world you know right. um so to see bluegrass and folk music starting to make a comeback to us is is really amazing but he's he's sort of like spearheading the bluegrass movement coming back into mainstream as mainstream as it can get i think he won a grammy this year he did perform at the grammys which is really crazy for a bluegrass musician yeah. to perform at the grammys that's awesome yeah so check him out billy strings he's fantastic he'll he just sold out bridgestone for three days straight, Bridgestone Arena in Tennessee. What? Wow, wow. Sold it out. He sells out the St. Augustine Amphitheater every time he comes here. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love me some bluegrass. That's awesome. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So much, that's a lot of different sounds, a lot of different things going on. Yeah. And if there's vocals along with it, it's a story, too. Yeah. Which is, a, which is beautiful. Sad uh, stories told at warp speed. Yes, sir. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. No doubt about it. All right. You want to jump into some trivia? Yeah, I will here. I, um, I wrote these down. So I was going to stay local for a minute, okay, and see if if you guys might know this one. You guys know strings and things, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Does anyone know the name of the first record shop in Searstown Mall? Ooh. I can think of where it was. 
Okay. But I, yeah, I can't think of what it was called. No. I have no idea. I do not know. Okay, so it's called Strawberries Records. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Would not have guessed that really? in a million years. Is no, that the one that was like in the building behind Sears Town that used to be there, that like separate? So it was a kiosk in the middle of the uh, the hallway. Okay. Okay. All right, huh. stumped you. Question yes, one. You did. Yeah, I'm on you a did. losing streak <laughs> lately, and I don't like it. All right, <laughs> this one. We all are. It is what it is. This one should be a little easier. Okay. It's a three-part. How many strings do these three instruments have? We're going to start. Number one, a banjo. You were just told one, Frank. Don't banjos. <laughs> you were just told Oh, I don't want to be wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I, I really, cheated, so it doesn't matter. They don't have a lot of strings. They have less strings than a guitar. So it's I, five. In, five. In, 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 the, in the podcast, he was talking about they made a six-string banjo. So oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so five. Okay, yeah. guitar? Five. Six. Six or 12. Okay. There's 12-string guitars? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's oh, a 12-string yeah. guitar? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We make one. How many fingers, how many hands you got to play that with? No, no, no. The, the strings are paired. They're paired together, and oh. they're like I don't know how don't know far off they are. But <laughs> they're, they're very close. They're very close in their their intervals of octaves, so they're like the same note. So when you hear it, it rings. Wow. Yeah, it sounds very full. It's full, a very yeah. full sound. So I think I'm sitting there uh, Indian style, you know, playing with my toes or something. I didn't know what was. No, going no, no. Yeah. It's not a sitar or <laughs> yeah. anything like that. No, no, no. All right, so six. What about a mandolin? Ooh, seven. I have no idea. I don't know. Close. I don't know what I mean. Is it seven or eight? Eight. Yeah. Eight. Okay. It's I knew it had more. Push. I just didn't know how many more. That's a lot to. Yeah. That's a lot yeah. to work you, with. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a really high tension instrument. Can understand why a six string one would. So would mandolin's put into yeah. a smaller a smaller case though, right? I mean, the, the strings are closer together. Correct. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I don't there know. you go. That's All very right. very interesting. Cool. All right. Um, let's see, where did the banjo originate? Oh, Kentucky. Yeah? I'd say Tennessee. No. I'd no. say Tennessee. No, no, no. It had to be someplace in Europe. It, really? Really? No. Oh, yeah. It had oh, to yeah, be I guess something it would have been long before here. Like Scotland yeah. or Ireland or maybe. That's I'm saying true. Ireland. I didn't think about Ireland. that. That's what I'm saying. Africa. Africa. Really? There yeah. you go. It's a okay. traditional African instrument. And um, Wow. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. So it's over 400 years old. Okay, right. starting in the 1600s is some of the earliest banjos that they found. Uh, didn't even make it to America until about the 1800s. Okay. And that's when it found its way into like the Appalachian Mountains and you started getting the mountain music and real old time style music. Wow. What did, so I wonder what the, what the original music sound like. Anybody, so, does anybody well, have any ideas on that? Yes. Well, let's go to the next question. Okay. And that might help uh, with some of the sound. What do you think the materials were that made these primitive banjos? Now, let's look at this. Well, I would imagine like animal skins. You know, you'd use an animal skin for the drum head, yeah. Animal skin for the drum head. What about the strings? Oh, didn't they used to be cat gut? Well, that was the violin strings were cat yep. gut. Okay. Yep. Goat or a sheep goat or, or an intestine of some sort. Okay. Uh, yeah. See. Wow, yeah. yeah. So what about huh. the metal? The rim. So it didn't have metal. The way it would be is, is the rim was oh. a gourd. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a piece okay. of gourd shell. Oh, cool. And is then, that? Uh-oh, you're going to start playing banjo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wish I could. I would play it in a heartbeat. And then they'd stretch the head over top of it, and then they would use the string, basically a stick. Now okay. I'm going to have to find banjo lessons. There you go. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> Very neat. Okay, last one. All right. 
you already answered this sort of, but <laughs> since you know that one, we're going to, I was going to accept two answers for this, but since you already answered this, let's see if anyone can get the other person who's the most famous banjo player of all time. Wow. Uh, most famous banjo player. I have no idea. Huh? I, I wouldn't know where to I always start. think it's Steve Martin, but he's, he, he's famous, that's but he's guess, not right. the most famous. And that's not exactly what he's known for all the time. Hmm. So, but Steve Martin, I remember him playing the yeah. banjo. Yeah, fantastic banjo player. Yep. He actually plays a gold tone. Does he? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Incredible. He, um, funny story about him. He, we, for Bela Fleck, we created what's called a baritone banjo. So what you hear here is sort of the higher pitched, right? So a baritone drops it down an octave, so it sounds really low. And so the banjo sounds really neat like that. So Bela wanted to have that sound, so we developed a larger head and thicker strings to be able to provide that sort of, and we tuned it down a little bit. Okay. So we get a call one day, Wayne gets a call from Steve Martin, and he goes on the intercom, he goes, to everybody hey everybody in the shop come in here real quick so everybody in the shop comes into the office and he's got steve martin on the line and they're talking about this new banjo that we just helped bela make and um, he said well i want one so we sent it to him and like two days later after he got it he called us and said i wrote a song it's so inspiring i wrote a song immediately and um do you know Edie burkell so yeah. Heard, oh, yeah. Heard the name. Yep. yeah. So yeah. Steve Martin and Edie Burkell did a song with that banjo right away. Oh, Two days wow. he had okay. the banjo wrote a song. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's very cool. That is very that is cool. So cool. Yep. Very cool. So Earl okay. Scruggs. Earl oh. Scruggs. Yes. Yes. The the Beverly Hillbillies theme. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Yep. It makes Les- sense. Lester. Who is Lester Flats. Lester Flats and yeah. Earl Scruggs. Earl Scruggs, Scruggs yep. and Flats. Yep. <laughs> so you guys, I've noticed, are pretty much on every social media platform. Sure. Because I'm sure I've tagged you in a lot of things. But uh, we'll we'll have this out here in the uh, next couple of weeks. Super appreciate you being on here. If people want to learn more about you guys or, in, uh, or go by your shop, how do they find you? Goldtone.com. Uh, Goldtone Inc. on Instagram. We have TikTok. We have YouTube. We have um the customer support at goldtone.com if you want to email us we, about any way call us 321-264-1970 we still answer the phones yep that's a beautiful thing not many people can say that cool yeah yep. not yeah. many people can say that justin thank you so much for being here and chatting with us uh wish you guys nothing but the best and yeah super happy you guys are in our backyard and you know, like i said just a, a cornerstone of the community for a long time so really appreciate you being here thank you all right guys that's another episode in the book there we go all right Thank you all for tuning in. You can find the Ears podcast on all platforms by searching Ears. Ears. We'll uh, catch you all next week. Bye-bye.